Welcome to At the Root with Greg Kuiper and Stacey Heller. I'm the sidekick. The hey. Sancho Panza to your Don Quixote. There you go. You are out trying to get <laughs> conquer windmills. So, uh, welcome to At the Root. Greg is a practicing psychotherapist and holistic life coach who, through his professional practice and personal experiences, has learned that without connection to self, real connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. That is it. It is, I mean, it's one thing. It's like the movie City Slickers. What's the one thing? Oh, right. Right? (laughs) So apparently the one thing for you is emotional connection. So I want to remind people that you are welcome to call in. Greg would probably like a different voice other than mine. He would never say that because he's a professional. No, no. But I can tell. The number to call in is 425-373-5527. Again, in case you're fumbling around in your car or your bag or your briefcase, it's 425-373-5527. So until you call in, I got the floor. So (laughs) takeaways from last week. So here's the deal. We've spent a lot of time over the last several weeks talking about kids. Yeah. The idea of being present and aware, establishing a connection with them, allowing for autonomy, the impact of relational trauma. We've talked about all these things, how they impact the kids. I think we need to switch our focus Hmm. because as the nursery rhyme says, first comes love, then comes marriage or commitment or whatever it looks like. And then comes baby in the baby carriage. So I feel like we need to focus less on what is in the baby carriage and maybe go back to the beginning and talk about the the parents or the adults or the individuals. Right. Well, it all comes around full circle eventually, right? Right. Oh. The parents and the connection between them and how that's going to affect the relationship and the connection with their kids and how they move forward in life in their connections. Exactly. So... There's so many different ways that we can talk about this. I mean, there's the individuals because it's two individuals coming together, right? Mm -hmm. And we're all front-loaded with baggage um, from our relationship with our own family of origin. And then parenting, like, brings up all these unresolved issues. Um, So let's, let's start there. Let's start with the family of origin with, you know, the the relationship and bringing people together and how that affects things. Yeah, you know, two people get together, right, and they, and they fall in love. And they decide to build a life together and, and to move forward with their emotional connection to, to further themselves and this bond and this relationship with them. And, and here we've got these two people that Yes, they've got this little baggage that's hauling around behind them as mm-hmm. they try to pull this relationship together. And at first, you know, it, it's it's beautiful and like a movie, and it's it's wonderful love and kisses and just like a, a perfect movie script. And then as time goes on, it can change, and that emotional connection um, piece, if it is never really firmly in place because of the baggage. Mm-hmm. Uh, then as they move forward in life, this just complicates matters even more and even more. I, I have a lot of people come into me, a lot of people, 
I have couples come into me, and uh, and inevitably, it's always that one of them is doing their best to to relay feelings and sentiments and and ideas to the other, and the other one is not listening. Mm-hmm. It could be either way, male, female, whatever. Um, uh, and the more one person tries to relay their feelings and, and what's going on in their lives, and the other one is just criticizing, constantly starts criticizing before they can even get out what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And criticizing or or discrediting, you know, and, and, it, and sometimes it can even raise to contempt, which is another level of this that's uh, very damaging. But but they, they come in and, and, and here's the one person telling me, I, they just won't listen to me. Mm-hmm. If Let's say it's the, the wife, a woman. He just won't listen to me. No matter what I do, he interrupts before I even get it halfway out. And this happens every day, all the time. And then the more I try to interject, he gets angry mm-hmm. and, and raises his voice, which makes me uh, try even harder. And what I've seen in, the, in these relationships is that eventually the person that's trying so much to get out their feelings or experiences or sentiments eventually just withdraws mm-hmm. and just stops. We call this the... Demand withdrawal. Um, okay. Syndrome. I don't know. No, it's not syndrome. But demand withdrawal piece of this approach. Okay. And so the, the, the one person is criticizing. The other one eventually just stops talking. Mm-hmm. Withdraws, which, which compounds and makes the person that's on the other side, the demanding, criticizing person, think that they don't care anymore. Right. And so this ends up being a vicious circle of rejection or feeling like it's rejection. And uh, there's no, the communication is broken down. At this point, there is no emotional connection whatsoever. And what we find is that the emotional connection really was never very strong to begin with and mm-hmm. that's why they're here. It seems like the fall in love part, you know, and you each have your suitcase from your family that you bring to it and then you right. get a new, you know, part uh-huh. of your dowry. <laughs> like you get a brand new shiny suitcase and you right. know all kinds of stickers <laughs> of all the places that you go and you travel and the the uh-huh. things and you add to this suitcase all of these experiences and and it's that whole honeymoon stage thing where there's distractions, you know, like, I mean, I think about my own marriage, you know, it's like we fall in love, we get married, and then there's distraction of, you know, setting up a house and going through and working and figuring out all of these adjustments. And so you figure that out for a while. And then mm-hmm. if you decide that you want to and you're lucky enough to have kids, then that becomes a distraction. And so all of these distractions it seems like are constantly a way to avoid that emotional connection. Well, and typically it's, it's a, an emotional connection with themselves that mm-hmm. starts this. Um, the person that's on the criticizing end, many times this is um, a male 
because that, that they exhibit anger in their distress at the mm-hmm. situation, anger and irritability. Women tend to withdraw because of the... It seems uh, like it's a tone thing with men yeah, very often. Yes, yeah. And, and, and that just causes more withdrawal on the other side. And so these men or these people in this situation, regardless of gender, um, generally come from a background, way back when, of what we've talked about, avoidant attachment, or their needs were not met as a child at all. In fact, the caregivers weren't around much, Mm-hmm. Or when they were, they were angry. Um, it was a very distressing place to be, and the young child at even two or three learned to hide their emotions or, you know, they consciously don't think about this, of course, right. but they learned to, you know what, if if I express a lot of emotions, if I don't express a lot of emotions, things are better around here. Right. So they, you know. They don't get in touch with their own emotions. It makes me think of the autonomy piece as well, because I know yeah. that generationally, a lot of us had parents that, you know, we talked a lot at the beginning of the podcast um, season about drinking the Kool-Aid, right? So yeah. you did what you were told to do. Your parents said, jump. You said, how high? And by the way, like, do you want me to take out the trash on the way? Sure. And so then you feel like, you didn't, you didn't necessarily have that autonomy. You didn't think to explore that mm-hmm. in the same way. And so then in your relationships, there's a how things should be done or what's supposed to happen or whatever it is. Right. I mean, if you think about it, when they're, when they're here's this young child. Uh, as an infant, a lot of cooing and hopefully attention getting and, and really and, and as this develops, what it comes down to what script this child is handed, right? Is it a script of, I get upset and everybody gets mad and yells at me and uh, tells me I'm wrong? Is it a script of, I get upset and everyone is there for me and gives me loving attention and helps me and helps me get through this and it's... uh, uh, so warm and inviting, or is it a script of I don't know? Nobody was ever there. Right. Um, uh, sometimes they were there, sometimes they weren't. When I get upset, I don't know what to do. And so these are the scripts that they're handed by by their directors, right? Mm-hmm. The caregivers. And many times, what we see with this avoided attachment is script, and that's the one where there's. Very little tension given to the child, and when there is attention given, it's generally uh, in a way of teaching them something. So mm-hmm. it's a lecture, or it's a no, you can't do that, and this is the way we do this here, or whatever. So, so the child grows up with that kind of attachment scenario, and typically, you do not, um, you learn to hide your emotions because they're not useful. In fact, every time they come out. Something bad happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hide them. Now, this kind of a personality eventually develops into um, they can do everything on their own. They don't need anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm hiding these emotions and, and nobody was ever here for me anyway, mm-hmm. I've got to do this on my own. That's the only way I'm going to make it is take care of myself. And so 
You don't rely on other people. You aren't in tune with your emotions at all because they're in the way. They make me weak. I was told they're useless. Um, and here it is 30, 40 years later, 20, 30, whatever, years later, and that's the same script that you're operating from. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to connect emotionally with someone you're in love with. Mm-hmm. And yet you don't even know what that feels like yourself with yourself because you've never allowed that to happen. And it's not like you intentionally don't allow it to happen. It, that's just the way it happened. Of course. And it's automatic. I think we default to like our, um, it reminds me of, you know, a phone and how you can default to the like settings that, you know, you came with. And yeah. so it's almost <laughs> like we have this default that, when we don't know what to do or where to go or the, where we don't feel like we're, there's not an app for that, we sort right. of default to our pre-existing settings. Yeah, and we operate on that autopilot, right? We've talked about this in here before, but for all those years, we're on that same autopilot. That's what, that's what we learned. It, it's working. It has worked until it doesn't. And here you are trying to connect deeply in a, in a marriage or a partnership relationship. And not only do you not know how to connect with the other person, you can't connect with yourself in an emotional level. Mm-hmm. Now, that is, this, that is this person in this uh, demand-withdrawal relationship I'm talking about that is, is the demand side, the criticizing side, the angry side, not letting the other person get out a single word because... What they're really doing here, and this is key for both parties to somehow understand to get through this, is that that person, his anger, her anger, whatever, is because they don't know how to express their emotions. They want to, and they are reaching out. That anger is actually reaching out. Please, somebody, friggin' help me. That's, yeah, that's what the anger is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they don't know that. They're, they're, no. they're so torn between there. And this is a very difficult time for this person because in order to keep this marriage together, they have to figure out how to feel emotions. Right. I mean, it's, there's and a tipping holy point. holy cow, at this stage of the game, I'm about to lose my spouse. And the, the game, the, the route I need to take is to acknowledge and name my emotions, and I've never done this. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you find that it's usually, um, so is there a chicken and an egg? Mm. Let me explain what I mean. Do couples usually have, you know, I mean, obviously there's outlying circumstances, but are kids usually the tipping point where the couple realizes that there are some communication breakdown and lack of connection and those kinds of things? Or do couples come in outside of the kid piece? Does that make sense? No. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I, I'm, I'm direct, all right? No, I, hey, I mean, I'm not asking the question correctly. Give me more. Give me more. Okay. So I'm thinking that, you know, so many relationships that, mm-hmm. like, the kids go off and you're left, right? So the stereotype oh, sure. of that kind of situation. 
Empty so, nest. Empty nest. And, you know, as that starts to happen and the couple tries to reconnect and, and those mm-hmm. kinds of scenarios. So there's that where it's like, I don't even know who you are. So there's that scenario. Then yep. there's the one where the kids um, and maybe the different parenting styles and maybe the those mm-hmm. narratives and whatever, they are at odds, which creates a tension in the house. And so while it's obviously not the kid's fault, it's the parent's fault. It's because of the kids that this all came to light. Right. And then there's, you know, pre-kid and and those, you know, you're just realizing like, oh, shoot. Yeah, so, no, no, all three scenarios. And the ones that I really appreciate and loved, well, I love to work with everyone, but the ones that I really appreciate are the young couples that come in and they've discovered this. And it's a mess to them, and they don't want it to continue, and they want to have children. Mm-hmm. But, but one of the other of them is drawing the line. We got to fix this first. Maybe both of them are. Typically, it's 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 one. And by stereotype, it's generally the wife, because the husband is the one having these, don't know how to connect with their emotions mm-hmm. issues, and so the wife is going ah. Uh-uh. We got to solve this first, and the husband's going, "What? What? We're fine. There's no problem in this eraser. What are you talking about? We've gone over this, and blah 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 blah." I love you. It's fine. Yeah, but and he keeps going, and the and the wife can't even get in another word edgewise, and then withdraws, and we're in that situation again. Um, the empty nest is a perfect time. That's when uh, that's one of the five. Uh, one of the five times that divorce is the most prevalent in a relationship happens to be empty nest. Another one is retirement, of course, and there's the same thing, both together. Mm-hmm. So the empty nest, and, uh, the kids are gone, and now the focus is on the two of them, mm-hmm. and they can't use that distraction anymore. They can't put it off on that. They, they in order to keep, continue, need to look at this connection piece. And as I mentioned, it's really difficult for, uh, I'm just going to say in this case, the husband, because he has no clue. And that's mm-hmm. particularly hard for a man in this society, right? Oh, yeah. I can't, I don't know. How do you even admit that to your spouse? Well, and. Right? I don't have a clue. I'm so sorry. You know, because I've always got the answers. Right. Right. Well, and, you know, I think I actually have um, myself that trait. I tend to operate from my head mm-hmm. very often. And my journey for 2021 was to start to actually feel things. I mean, I'm probably a bit of an outlier in that mm-hmm. I've had a whole mental health journey trying to get more in touch with the feeling thing because I do operate from my head a bit. Sure. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to work on that and and the impact that it has in, you know, the relationship and that, you know, you can rationalize everything and you can explain it and whatever. But there are some times when you just can't explain it or define it. It's just it hurts your feelings. Yeah. And if you're not sure of what those feelings are to begin with, 
and then they're hurt. It's a very uncomfortable situation, especially for, again, men. But, but, but so what this requires, we're going to talk about this a lot, I know. Uh-huh. But just in the few minutes we have left, uh, what this requires is the wife who is at the end of her rope, mm-hmm. has withdrawn, you know, can't get a word in edgewise. It's critical for her at this time to be patient and help the husband figure this out. And sometimes it's so far, uh, this has gone so far that that is just really hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's I like, mean you can imagine. It's just it, if you've been hearing this screaming and yelling and, and fighting for so long and, and, and you can't get your voice in at all, and you've withdrawn, and now somebody's telling you, well, he's got to figure out his emotions, so hang on while he does that. Right. Right? Well, if the relationship is going to make it, that's a big part of it. And, of course, the other one is the the husband has to be incredibly willing and ready to get down to it and go to work. And this is a slow process, unfortunately. This isn't a, you know, know, we got this in three weeks, and then we'll be back. Right. You know. Right. Well, and I imagine then it feels like the like there's a fault piece, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, oh, this is your fault because, you know, yeah. women. And again, we're painting with a wide brush here yeah, on the show. Sure. Yeah. And so, you know, anybody that's listening that you're probably one or the other. Right. Um, if you're the one that's more vulnerable and is asking for vulnerability from your partner, right. then, you know, it's you just, just difficult on a show like this every time to use he, she, they. Uh, totally. You know, the, the, so we've just got to pick one. So yep. we can, yeah. And I, I just think that um, so often that that piece, it doesn't even have to be a yelling. It doesn't have to be that. It's it's feeling, it can just be feeling shut down and right. feeling like um, you don't get to articulate and you're not heard and there is always an explanation and, you know, don't worry about it and, you know, whatever it right. is. What? We're fine. Right. What are you talking about? We're fine. If You've got to listen to me and just move forward. Keep mm-hmm. moving forward. I mean, this is what she hears so often. And so back to it, though, the, 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 the figuring it out for, in this example, the husband, feeling the emotions and then being able to express the emotions to your spouse Typically in this situation, the spouse has long been ready to share her emotions. Right. She's trying. Right. And uh, it takes some work. I, and, we'll, I, and we'll get into that. But, you know, to begin with, for someone that's, that, that's like that, I try to have them, I, I, I give out a list of emotions to some of these couples. And, you know, it's basically just 10 basic emotions on there. Or, or so, and I asked them to post it on the fridge or something, and and especially for the husband who's having difficulty to just during the day check in every now and then within himself and go, what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. And just name it. Who? Oh, what is this? I don't know. Sadness? No, this is anxiety. Okay. Just name it. Mm-hmm. Because that's the first part of this is being able to name this feeling 
so that you feel good about sharing, you know, at some point. I love that. I think next week when we talk about this, like, let's share a list of emotions because there are people out there that assume it's just happy and sad. You know, like they don't realize the full, you know, besides happy and sad and mad (laughs) and, you know, a few emotions that we can all immediately identify like, oh, I just yelled, so I'm mad. And, you know, like, oh, I'm afraid and I'm, you know, I'm super happy because of this. And so maybe we can share that because I think that that's a huge part of the communication piece. And maybe we can also talk about then those communication skills, not just it's it's great to interact when you're getting along, but Mm -hmm. to be able to communicate when you're not getting along and to be able to know how to express feelings. And this is how this is making me feel without it being about one person or the other. And so many times when we're communicating and we're getting along, it's just it's kind of a, a game. I mean, it's it's we're communicating well because we've learned, trained ourselves how to do it in this situation. Are we communicating from a vulnerable standpoint of how you really feel? Probably not. I don't know what you mean. I am like a perfect wife. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I work on this every day because I am not a perfect wife. Okay, I was clearly kidding. (laughs) I'm one of those guys. Yeah, but well, I but I but I really really try every day, and I'm getting better, and I have for well, quite and, a while. and I am you know on this journey for me to identify feeling and to lean more into that and get out of my head. I am definitely working on communicating more with, hey, this is how I feel in this scenario, or this is what this yeah. is making me feel, and this is what it's making me see. Unfortunately, I think Pete may be one of those guys where he's like. <laughs> That's nice, dear. So, you know. Well, and you know, this is not insurmountable, everyone. It's not, even though it seems like it is right now. Uh, with some work, especially with the help of a, a, a couples therapist, but, mm-hmm. but with some work uh, and focus and awareness, once again, back to awareness, mm-hmm. this can all change, and it can be a fun process to change. Yes. Connection. Yeah is at the root That's it. of awareness, and that is at the root of healthy living. You said Couldn't it before. I better myself. Well, you did say it. <laughs> so if people want to get in touch with you, they can go to the website, KuiperCounseling.com. They right. can go to Instagram and Facebook, and they can ask questions. Please, he gets tired of the sound of my voice. <laughs> Greg, send us off with your parting words of wisdom. Everyone, just stay aware out there. There you go. We will see you next week on At The Root. At The Root. Have a great week.